Black Light Mass Incarceration Show. I am your host, Sierra Cobb. Black Light Mass Incarceration Show is a space that is used to uplift the unheard voices of the criminal and social justice issues that many face today. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoy. Um, Today I come to you with a heavy heart because it seems like every time that I get on social media, I am seeing news reports of our incarcerated people being neglected when they're having medical, serious medical issues and they're calling out for help and they're being ignored. Or when the jail is just so disgusting and prison is just so disgusting and unhabitable for them to even be living in that they die due to vermin and being ate alive by bugs. And when I say that, I'm referencing to, if you haven't heard about the story that's been all over the news the past couple of days, is the death of LaShawn Thompson, who was at the Fulton County Jail. Um, He was there for a very minor charge. It was a misdemeanor, simple, simple battery. And he was found dead in his cell because they had an infestation of bugs. Um, And he was unable to leave his cell. I'm sure he called out for help, and nobody came to help him. And I can imagine being ate alive by bugs when you are incarcerated for a simple battery charge. This is why we as a community and advocates and lawyers and so forth, need to keep advocating to understand that in America, supposedly, you are innocent until proven guilty. But people are dying in jails who have simple misdemeanors. Like, he should have been out on on bail. It's no reason why. And Fulton County has diversion classes. Like, they have a wide range of diversion classes because I actually took a pretrial Um, course with a few of their workers that worked in the diversion part of the court house of Fulton County. So for them to have him in there for a simple misdemeanor and now the man is dead is unacceptable. And they said that the sheriff has known about these issues because not only were they infestated, the staff was beating the people incarcerated, and a whole bunch of just other things that were going on that should not be going on, rapes and everything else. And now this man's not going home to his family. And they said he had schizophrenia, but other than that, he was in good health. And I just, I don't understand why there is neglect inside of the prison. Like, you want to mass incarcerate people but you don't want to make sure that they receiving health care, correct health care. They're still human, regardless of what they did. And on top of, you have a lot of people who are wrongfully convicted, who never committed a crime, but was framed for a crime and is serving so many years for something they didn't do and then have to suffer and not even be heard. I see another one that said a man who told correction staff he was had trouble breathing dies at a Springfield prison. He was 46 years old, and he 
was calling out, telling them that he could not breathe. And I'm sure they were probably telling him, you know, to stop banging at the door or stop calling for help. The man died. The man died. And you have another guy who had cancer, testicular cancer, and was begging for help for months in his cell, and he died. He couldn't even get the correct treatment he needed to treat his cancer. You have another guy that was starved to death. He had schizophrenia, and he was put in solitary confinement, and they starved him to death. We cannot continue to let this happen. We have to do better about our society. They are still public. They still should have the right to be safe and receive medical care as if they were out here. Because if they come home and they're not receiving those things, then there's no way that you're protecting the public or help advancing your communities or your public. I'm just not understanding. This goes to show you that we have mass incarcerated people so much that now we can't even offer them basic human necessities. I ran across an article today from a judge, and she specializes in mental health court. She does a lot of mental health cases. And she said, in her opinion, I know systems can improve and how. This is what we need from more state actors to start standing up when they see injustice and they know that the system can be done better. They have to also be advocates as well. That is the only way we're going to have a fair and just system. If not, this is something that many can suffer at any given time. You can go to jail or prison at any given time and be treated as if you're nobody. There's no compassion. Like, what happened to the compassion in society? We have no compassion. We just have these biased opinions of people, and then we throw them away, whether they're children, whether they're adults. We just form this biased opinion and throw them away like they're not human. And that's not fair. That's not right. I'm actually helping a lady now trying to get medical attention for her son. And it's been an ongoing process. And so it's can be very defeating, but we have to keep moving. We have to keep hitting the pavement and letting them know that we won't stand for this. This is not something that we're going to stand for at all. So this is not a long show, you guys. I just had to get that off my chest because... It just seems like it's happening more and more where there is medical neglect all over the system when it comes to our incarcerated people. And they are the most vulnerable right now, it seems. They are being targeted. They are being neglected. And they are being dehumanized every day, every second. They're being put in solitary confinement for things they didn't do. They're being held in solitary confinement after they completed time because they don't have bed space. The amount of excuses that is coming from the prisons and the state actors that run the prisons, I don't, I'm not understanding. I'm not, I'm I'm just not. So Black Light listeners, please advocate in your state for a prison oversight board. It is really important that 
each state has an oversight. Because if there is no oversight over the prisons, then we're going to continue to lose our community members inside of incarceration, whether they committed a crime or didn't. And so it's really important that, as again, I'm going to say, and I'm always going to say, look at your state budgets. Request, you can request a budget from any public entity that you want. And you can see, if you request a budget from your sheriff's department, you can see the amount that they asked for. You can see, it gives you a breakdown of what they've spent and what they're supposed to be spending or what it's supposed to go to. And you can advocate at your county commission, city council, for your tax dollars to go towards resourcing your community, making sure that everybody is treated fairly, that they have a secure job, a secure house, secure health care, and programs that help advance restorative justice so that we can learn how to heal one another and not be ready to throw one another away because we're human. We all make mistakes. Nobody is perfect. Again, y'all, please get into your budgets and go advocate to your legislators where you want your hard-earned taxpay dollars to go and that you do not want it to continue to fuel incarceration while they make, remind you, they're making billions of dollars. Incarceration, the industrial, the prison industrial complex makes billions of dollars along with the contracted companies that they have intertwined into the prison. Please, please, please start looking at your city's budgets, your county's budgets, and go advocate for there to be more resourceful programs for the children and just for the community all together. We have to start building our villages back, even if we have to do it ourselves. We have to let them know that they are elected, and it's not about their agenda and what they want to do. And I've just been seeing that they don't even care what the people want or what they think. They just go in there, they get elected, and they do what they want to do. And that is not right. We elect them. We pay their salaries. We're paying for all of these government programs and things of that nature. We have a right and we have a say-so where our money goes, especially if you are a taxpayer who works very hard for your money. So again, Blacklight listeners, thank you. Stay tuned. Next week, I have a good interview with an appellate attorney out of South Carolina. Her name is Elizabeth. Um, And I think that you will definitely enjoy that interview as well. And as always, I will always bring you everything, the heat, the news, updates, and just giving you ways to advocate so that together as a whole, America can be better and heal one another and not go after one another because this is what we're here for. Humanity. Humanity is important. All right, y'all. I'm out. Take care. Peace and love till next time. Thank you again for all your support, all of our listeners in the United States, outside the United States. Thank you. Thank you. Keep supporting. Keep sharing. Keep listening. Um, I always want your feedback. You can email at any time. You can email me at sierra at emancipatenc.org, or you can email the podcast, which is blacklight at emancipatenc.org and you can also follow what emancipatenc does we have social media on every platform just look up emancipatenc i thank y'all take care so thank you again for tuning in i hope you enjoyed today's show your host sierra cobb take care